Welcome to Scare Zone Halloween Horror Nights Podcast. Bart Scott, how the Halloween are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing real good. Are, I wish I was I, I wish know, I was there. I know, and the it's sad to say this, but the event, we're headed towards what the fifth week. We're about halfway through the Halloween Horror Nights season. Can you believe it's been like twenty five days since we were there? Come on. Yeah, I guess you're right, because yeah, that's right. Yeah, the fourth weekend just concluded. We're heading into the fifth weekend. The event's only got about, what, another four or five weeks left. And uh, then we'll be saying goodbye to Halloween Horror Nights 29 and heading into the big 3-0. But for today, we are going to talk a bit about, a bit more about our experience at Halloween Horror Nights and upcoming experiences. Before that, though, have your kids decided on Halloween costumes this year? Uh, Yeah, in fact, uh, at least... Two of the girls already have theirs. They've had them for weeks already. We we walked up to Walgreens one night. Of all places, the Halloween Mecca. Oh. That is Walgreens. I got something to yeah. say about that. Remind me when you're done with this part about Walgreens. There's a lot of cool stuff. In fact, there's a there's a little singing Beetlejuice doll they have I saw last night. But uh, yeah, so one is one I hope I'm not spoiling anything. My older daughter's gonna be a dragon. And then the younger one's gonna be I don't understand it completely. She's a cotton candy princess. She made this up. She's a cotton candy princess. I dig so it. I'm trying. I'm trying to push the scary stuff, but that one just won't. She won't take the bait. The middle one's all mine. She's all for being dragons and witches and whatever, but <laughs> she's all for digging through those ditches and burning through the witches. But that other <laughs> one, she wants to go to Candy Crush or whatever. But I like that. I like the creativity of it. You're trying something different. Oh, for sure. Because last year, my son was sort of like a mashup wrestler. He sort of created his own character, and I loved that. This year, uh, the kids have gone. The girls, I think, are pretty much going to be the same thing they've been, which is some form of Disney princess, most likely an Ariel, maybe two Ariels, maybe a Jasmine. I'm not quite sure exactly. Uh, And then my son is wants to be Cardinal from the Star Wars novelization uh, Black Spire. Wow. Or he wants, and thankfully this year uh, in Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, there is a red Sith Trooper. So to make that costume won't be too hard. We just have to buy that and really add a cape to it, and then we're done. But we're also going to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, so they're trying to decide whether that's going to be the same costume, different costumes. There's a whole mess. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're now trying to oh, sure. two Halloweens, essentially. We're trying to decide... You know, what they're going to wear for what. You make sure it's not too hot. Because the last time we did Not So Scary, it was just, it, we picked a way too hot of a costume and it made the night miserable. So it's one of those things we have to That's decide. what I always, not to get sidetracked on that other part, but my gosh, when they start their event in, mid-oct- in mid-August, how the heck does anybody wear anything? You know, yeah. every, everybody should be going as like tank top person. But uh, yeah, my son you know, was the Rocketeer like three years ago and it was brutal. Oh, it was brutal. Crazy. So Listen, and that was in my the day. Of your costume, in my day, your costume came in a box. Oh, it yeah. was a like a it was a thin plastic suit and a hard plastic mask with a half a mask with a rubber band. Rubber, you put rubber band head. that would break before the night's over. Yep. Which now everybody wishes they could have again. But yeah, it's hard to find that stuff. But speaking of that, Walgreens, I was just there. Uh, I had an unfortunate issue there where all of their uh, registers were down. And I was there to pick oh, up medicine. I feel like you should have just given me my medicine to like build me later. There's a whole line of people trying to get their meds. Uh, so I needed to get my prescription, but I did not get it. But they also had, they have a ton of great stuff, but they just released Universal Monster Bindums. And they're the old school Bindum figures. And they're in like retro looking cases. And I was, I had a set, but then I decided just to go with the creature from the Black Lagoon who's doing sort of a, like a, 
hey, what's going on here, shrug? I don't really know why he's doing that, but I, I loved it. And I had him in hand, but then I couldn't check out. So I, I left empty-handed. But I got to go back up there in the next hour or so, and maybe I can go. We should yeah. check them out. Their bendums are awesome. I didn't see those yesterday. I was just at a Walgreens yesterday. They dropped go back. this morning. Okay. There you I go. I didn't know about this, but I talked to our buddy Jeff, and I'm like, you seen this? And he's like, oh, yeah, didn't they come out today? <laughs> And yeah, biggest surprise of the 2019 Halloween season. Walgreens are now selling universal Bendem figures. Or maybe they're going fast. Here, I'll send you what one looks like. Here's what the creature looks like. And he's kind of doing a shrug. Here's Drac. If you're looking for something universal, official, coming from inside of, uh, or outside the oh, parks, yeah. there is this. They even put a cool like little ad. Uh, very cool stuff. Again, I guess they're not exclusive to Walgreens. Big Lots has them too. Uh, but Walgreens is sort of where you're getting them nationwide. <laughs> the creature does have have a confused look, but I love I like the design nature of the creature. Oh, I loved it. I picked but it up. I was like, I have to go home with this. I love it so much. But I well, I, Drac looks like he's dancing or something. I just sent you all four. You can see him out of the box. So do I remove him from card? I think I got to open up this bendum. How do you not? I mean, unless you're gonna have to, unless you just want to buy two of each, so you yeah, have one to play with. It's but. a cool set, but I think they have to come. I think I, I got to have that creature on my desk. Well, the creature's we... huge. It looks buff. It looks yeah, exactly. He's but... he's like a jacked creature. I dig it. I dig anyway. it. All right. Well, let's move into some Halloween Horror Nights talk because I know we're both on kind of tight schedules here. I hope you guys like that interview with Blake Broswell. If you haven't heard it, please go back and take a listen. It was, uh, a, I think, a really excellent interview and uh, a really fun, yeah, cool. really fun answer, stuff that not necessarily was expected. So if you haven't gone back, we've definitely had – September was our biggest month of downloads this year. As expected, uh, let's say June, not quite as uh, well attended as uh, something like September, <laughs> but you know, thousands of you have listened. Hey, the all-time downloads, we, we've crossed 200,000 all-time downloads for uh, nice for ScareZone, which I'm pretty excited about. Thank you all for being such a limited and sort of very specific audience. You guys really have come in and, uh, and shown us some great stuff, especially this year. Uh, with that, let's, uh, let's head into what we were going to talk about, which is... The next three houses and maybe some of the scare zones that we encountered. So you have that list in front of you. I do not. Why don't you take us there? I do, but I send it to you out of order. So we really need to start with depths of fear. Highly and controversial we, depths of fear. It is, right? I think we kind of screwed up our order last time because I believe we did depths of fear before Universal Monsters. But uh, we skipped right to Universal Monsters. But it, you know what? At any rate, who cares? No one knows. Uh Depths of fear. What did you, I? I I had mixed feelings about. It. Overall, I liked it. I, I mean, I really liked it. Yeah. But uh, what did you think? I have one of the more controversial opinions. Depths of fear. I don't know if it's in my top three, but it's certainly in my top half of houses. Wow. I okay. I really loved this house. I think the set design was awesome. The character designs maybe a little goofy, but in a way that I love. They look not unlike these bindums you can get <laughs> at Walgreens. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to kind of compare it. So to me, I kind of like that style and it had this sort of alien vibe. I really loved, though, the sets. I think that they were done immaculately. People, I think, gave it maybe a bit of a hard time because they were Mm -hmm. expecting, like I was, maybe more underwater elements. Uh, There wasn't a whole lot of that. It just sort of took place underwater, but not necessarily in a way that featured water that highly. I don't, if I don't remember correctly, Uh, it really was more like, it could have been alien. It could have been whatever, just with a few portholes here and there. Uh, I really love this house. Uh, I 
again, I, I'd probably put it as, if not number three, number four. It's probably up there for me. I know that that is not the case for a lot of people, but I loved it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 closer to the bottom of my list, but always let me put that the, the caveat out there that it's the bottom of a list of 10 amazing houses. So being at the bottom of this list is still like the top of most other lists. I just, I love the set like you did too. I just, uh, the creatures... I love I love and hated the creature designs because they were still and I actually someone posted a picture they took a picture of one either it was backstage or between a transition or whatever and it looks even worse in the daylight. I, but, I will but, agree know, with in that. the house in the house you know when you're not really getting the full detail it's just the heads are huge and so I like I like I said I love hated it because they almost seemed a little too silly for the really intricate set design but. Whatever. I'm being nitpicky. I still love the house. I, my bigger issue was with some of the... I didn't understand. There were some other things that did... Like, there was a scene where somebody was shoving their hand down on another person's throat, which didn't. I didn't really understand what was happening there. And at one point, this girl who looks like some kind of, like, freedom fighter or something jumps out and tells you to get to the subs or... I don't know. But I, I'm... Look, I'm again, I'm being nitpicky. It's a great house. It's just a little... It's further down on my list. I'm watching a walkthrough because I've not watched any of these since we were done. And one, this is a beautiful looking footage, so I'm able to kind of re-experience this totally. And I don't usually do that a whole lot with Halloween Horror Nights. I will stick by my claim to the set design being just top-notch. I mean, it looks great. You are right that the characters maybe don't. They photograph a bit Sid and Marty Croft. A bit and, like, like car- and by the way, they're car- cartoony. They're just cartoony. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But they don't necessarily, when I'm looking at these, when I'm looking at it now as a whole, weeks later it doesn't necessarily fit sort of some of the more gory serious tone of this is to have these kind of over-the-top alien creatures and in fairness none of these characters are supposed to be photographed i mean that's you know none of them would probably look great in broad daylight if someone's taking a picture of their phone but i think so, the actual design of these was intentional is. i mean i don't think they looked at this and were like let's make a, a serious looking monster and this is what they came up with i think it was supposed to be no, a agree. little bit on the campy side over the top and yeah Jeez, I'm looking from this. This was at this is when it was at a hundred and ten minute wait. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't have to experience that. Oh, yeah, that would be frustrating. But um And it was about a three minute uh, walkthrough I just watched. It was about a three minute house. Is it that Which yeah, I, I guess that was you know, I, it was hard for us to tell because if you recall, we got stopped kind of in the middle. There was like a circular right. room where you're kind of walking around a thing, and we got kind of stuck there. I don't know what was going on up ahead, but we had a traffic jam. Yeah. The one that felt like extremely long was that Stranger Things walkthrough. I think it was long. Mm-hmm. From what I'm looking at. It I was. It was right. definitely long. Yeah, Stranger Things. Well, two seasons. Yeah. So Stranger Things looks like the walkthrough for most people is about seven minutes. And that may be, you know, that may be too much. Eight minutes for some of these. When you really think about that, I think that three to four minutes is kind of a sweet spot when it comes to haunted houses. Because there is a point where you're like, enough, and you've had it. And I felt like with Stranger Things, that kind of happened this year. With these kind of houses like Depths of Fear, three minutes, it's over before you know it. I'm glad you don't have to wait 110 minutes, though, to then experience three minutes. So for those people that had to wait two hours for Stranger Things, I'm sure eight minutes is something to look forward to. I just watched the special last night for Galaxy's Edge, and they kind of unofficially announced that Rise of the Resistance is about a 15-minute long ride. Mm. And I saw that. That's pretty wild. When you're used to four, three, 90-second attractions, four-minute attractions. I'm not sure what the current longest ride is at Disney at a Disney park or at Universal, but it doesn't feel like it's 15 minutes. So uh, at Halloween Horror Nights, you get you know houses that are about half that length, and usually by the time that is over, the eight minutes or so 
uh, I'm good. I'm ready to go home. Not home, but ready to get out of there. There is that sigh of relief when it's over. Okay, Depths of Fear, we're both a bit mixed. Uh, I don't want to rank it, but let's say I'll put it at uh, at a solid number four for me. I don't want to rank it, but I just did. Uh, and uh, this is because I don't have a, a dedicated list. But we did that, and where else did we go? Uh, so after that, uh, I believe the next one we need to review would be Graveyard Games. Ooh, okay. Another one. Which is, yeah, ooh, ooh is correct. You go ahead. You start with Graveyard Games. Well, this is where I put this one up in my, definitely in my top half, for sure, if I had to rank them. Um, and I'm watching a walkthrough, too, as I talk, but just to refresh my memory. I I don't know if this is my favorite house, but it's definitely, and, and it's like, well, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, God, that's such a good house. I mean, it's just beautiful. The design, the set design is gorgeous. And again, like we say this like we're surprised in any of these houses, but this would just... The way they got that feel of the of a, of a cemetery, you know, especially like a Louisiana cemetery where everything's above ground, you know, because the the ground's too soft to bury bodies. But these these ghosts and ghouls jumping out, and then there's that that through line of that one character, um, what they call her, the glowing mother or something like that. Something like that. Well, to, uh, to kind of break it down for for this building, this was in the same building that what house, or was this in a new building? No, this was the same building that had. I think Halloween 2 previously, and what else did it have? Did it, it was this, I can't remember, what was it last year in this building? That's your expertise, I don't remember. I, I, I was off the top of my head, I, I can't remember. But, you said like, we should be we surprised. To, I thought this is when we had to go through Barney to get through it. Didn't we have to go towards Barney and kid the kid zone? And Maybe. Stuff to get towards I mean, I'm looking at the outside of it, and I just, I'm drawing a blank for some reason of what it was last year. I don't know why, I know I'm going to get... Skewered online here. I'm gonna send you. Oh, oh, oh! It was the uh, the same one that Ash versus Evil Dead was in, wasn't it? I think so. I'm looking at it. And that was strange. And last year that was Stranger Things. Or last year that was not no, because Universal Monsters is where Seeds of Extinction. That's what it is. Okay, yes, I believe this is where Ash versus Evil Dead. And you say you say that though. Historically, I'd say there have been, and now I do think there was a big jump between. Ghostbusters, Stranger Things, and then everything else. And Universal Monsters, I'd say, then and everything else. But historically, there there typically been houses that do kind of feel like the sets were kind of not up to snuff or were not necessarily the focus and it was just a bunch of characters jumping out at you. I don't feel that way about this year or really the last few. I think that that time has passed. Uh, They all kind of can compete with each other a little bit. And I'm watching this walkthrough of Graveyard Games. And what I specifically remember with this one is that I got every scare in this house and it scared me to death because <laughs> you were in front of me and for some reason it would go you nothing and then me jump scare and i believe it happened so much so that at the end it may have soured my taste for graveyard games not because it wasn't amazing i do think it was amazing but because i had gotten hit with so many scares that i was done and i had just sort of said okay enough with this house i'm over it and I'm watching I it and having a bit that. bit PTSD looking at these things because this is this is how it felt, which was so many jump scares that I couldn't believe it. So if you're looking for a house that is fun but is also scary, to me this was probably the most scared I got through. And maybe I wasn't anticipating that because all of you guys kept saying, it's just like the Haunted Mansion. And even our guide said that at the end. He's like, it's kind of like a Haunted <laughs> Mansion vibe. Have you guys ridden the Haunted Mansion? <laughs> it's, it's not, this is not the Haunted Mansion I know. Haunted Mansion I know is silly and goofy. And happy ghosts, grim grinning ghosts. This is, you know, legit scares over and over and over again. Yeah, it's in a graveyard, but 
A lot of other horrifying things are in graveyards. I also don't like graveyards, so maybe that's why. But this is why it's all, again, it's all about timing. Because, yeah, I got to just take it in. I got to look at the sets and, and the design. And even I would see the characters after because I would see when they scared the people in front of me. And then they'd scare you. And I just got to take it all in. I thought it was one of the best houses I've ever been to. But I remember walking out and you were like, I did not like that. No. <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe you didn't like it. I loved it. I want to spend Halloween in here. Yeah. I, honestly, between that and Universal Monsters, I was like, let me just walk through these two houses back and forth all night on October 31st and it'd be the best Halloween I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I'm trying to like re-experience it now through these, through these videos and, and the videos do make me feel like I did miss out. So I look forward to, it. I'm going back yeah, at the end of the end of October. It will be one that I'll definitely have to re-experience and hopefully have a better time. That was going to be my question. I was going to ask you, okay, are you going to go through it again then? I, you, oh yeah. There's like, no, oh, I don't I think there's, do again. I don't think there's any of these that I would specifically be like, I can't do it again. I think that those houses, uh, like last year with the, the flashing lighthouse, what was it? The strobe house, uh, patient zero, uh, whatever it was pa- called. That one I would, yes. I wouldn't have done that again just because it was not a no. fun experience. It wasn't that it was necessarily scary. It just, it, it made me uncomfortable and not a way. And I'd say that it's maybe about the exorcist previous years. Like it just made me feel uncomfortable. It wasn't necessarily houses that I enjoyed, but there's none of that in this year. Now I will have to pick and no. choose. I'll be with my wife. So there will be houses that she typically doesn't do. I think I can probably convince her to do ghostbusters and maybe killer clowns this year. She usually does one or two. The ones that she considers like the silly or fun houses. She'll do those. So I'll have to pick and choose the ones I do solo. Uh, and I will say probably Nightingales gets the axe, uh, no you know, pun intended, and maybe maybe Us would be the two that I wouldn't probably wait for personally. And not because I think, think Us was amazing. I really did. It just doesn't have – I don't necessarily feel like I need to re-experience it. We can talk yeah, about. I think if I – like I, I if, if I didn't have Express Pass and I really – especially if it was a busy night, yeah. I, I would definitely – even I – and I like Nightingales and I – well, I mean we're getting there, but – uh, which I shouldn't say about either one because we're getting both of those. But I definitely knowing your wife, I probably wouldn't do those. Yeah. Although, like I, f- I feel like w- well, she will let like what she's I, cool with me just going and doing them. But it's still, I have to well, pick sure. and choose time. Time is the main thing. Exactly. You don't want her to sit there waiting on you all night. But also, like I, I feel like if she got the experience that I got in graveyard games, she'd probably really love it just for the aesthetic quality of it however there's no guarantee that she's not going to get your experience yeah it's more than likely she's one that goes in with her you know eyes closed and head in my 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 back that it probably won't happen and that night if i do it that night i'll be at horror nights from like six or is it 6 30 i think right 6 30 to like (laughs) nine and then i'm gonna walk over and go see ace freely and then i'm gonna come back and finish it off and it's open till 2 a.m that night so i plan on having a, a heck of an evening that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun day for Logan. That's going to be like all my favorite things in one night, in my in one location. I have to walk like 20 feet. So I have to go from, I can go from Ghostbusters like at 8, then walk over, see Ace, and be like, all right, let's go back. I'll have to see what time Ace goes on. I'm not sure. If any of you guys are going to see Ace Freely, I kind of doubt you are. But if you're going to see Ace Freely, he's playing at the Hard Rock Live. He just played this weekend at a... Um, at a Nissan dealership, I saw that, so it's a, a bit <laughs> a bit different of an experience. But he's playing at the Hard Rock Live on October 27th. I will definitely be there. And, yeah, that show starts at 8 o'clock. And if I remember last time I saw Ace, he didn't go on. He's got openers. He didn't go on until, like, 9.30. So I've got, like, three hours of solid horror nights time to then head over and enjoy myself. 
for Ace. Well, what are you going to do if, like, at midnight, Ace is like, oh, man, I'm having such a good time. I don't know how Ace sounds. I wanna, let's just it keep going like all night. All right, let's go. He's been playing the same set for the last 15 years. I think I'm okay. <laughs> I, don't think that, I don't think that's happening. I'll hear Deuce and get out of there. I mean, I, I really, it's it's not likely. Okay. Now, it usually goes to, like, 11-ish, 11.30, but the park's open till 2 a.m., so... If I got three hours on the front end and like two hours on the back end, mm. I'm good. I'm good, what man. If, what if Ace is like, all right, we got a special guest. Logan, this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. Well, th- Ace I and I'm not made leaving. Up. I'm sorry. I brought my base. <laughs> I've, I've seen Horror Nights now, and I will have gone to three hours for that at that point. I haven't seen Gene and Ace play together except once in my whole life, so that uh, I would have to wait. Logan, get your grandma out of here. It's always what, copyrighted. That's what, that's what he always ends with. Ace always ends with Deuce. I going to say so. your grandma. He always ends with grandma. All right. No, he ends with Deuce. So um, I'm excited for that. I do have a, a meet and greet ticket for that. So actually, maybe later. So we'll see. Hopefully, maybe they'll do it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Right. I'm excited for that it. Was, Just a uh, night of fun. Graveyard games. Graveyard games. Back to it. So... I think I just have to re-experience this house to really take it in and, and really get what everybody else gets out of this. I think it looked excellent. Again, another beautiful house. But I think I had what is kind of fun for a lot of Halloween Horror Nights fans, especially people like me who've gone for the last 20-ish years, is I had a legit scary experience in this house. Yeah, And so much so that it didn't necessarily ruin it. But it made it where I left and was glad it was over. And I don't think that happens a lot at Halloween Horror Nights in general. I think you leave typically smiling, goofing off, and just sort of like, whew, we made it, haha. That one I left and was stressed. So I have to kind of reevaluate that once I've done it again. For sure. Yeah, see, and I got exactly the experience I want because I, I mean, I, I like getting scared a couple times, but not like over. There's been some where it's just been relentless, and that's what you got. So for me, this is like probably in my top three, actually. So. I, I don't doubt it. I see that from a lot from people. People seem to have loved this house. And I am not going to be a person who complains that I got scared and therefore it's bad. You know, I'm going to say I got scared. Therefore, you know, congratulations. Great job. It's not necessarily yeah, my favorite. But it's, it's not your favorite experience, obviously. No. So. no. All right. What, el- what, what else we got? So from there, I think we went to – let me check my list. Do any scare zones? We do you want to do scare zones? I mean, we've talked about them a lot the, the last couple shows. Okay, having fine. Blake on. That's fine. Because we, we, I think, shortly somewhere after that, we did, we did graveyard games. I don't know why I said it like that. Games, 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 uh, games. Oh, and then we did Blood Pit, Nightingale's Blood Pit, and then after that, we did the Vikings. But we talked a lot about the Viking scare zone last week with Blake. So we, that's fine. I would just let uh, Nightingale's Blood Pit, which is you know kind of like Vikings. It's gladiators. It's uh, weapons, it's axes and swords, it's chunks of meat hanging on spikes. Yeah. You know. This is the one that I seem to agree with a lot of people, which is this one is of the group. It's on the lower side of my list. By lower, it's the bottom of my list is Nightingale's uh, Blood Pit, which is a shame because I I honestly was uh, very hyped about this. I think that's where I first started. The wah vibe was coming from Nightingale's. Mm -hmm. It kind of did. I was expecting. I don't know. I'm going to pull up the walkthrough as well as we talk about it, just see if I kind of jog my memory. But it just wasn't. It was fun. I don't remember hating it, but I also don't remember it being incredibly memorable, if you will. It just seemed, um, I don't know. What do you think? 
Well, I, you know, and this is the thing, like, it's towards the bottom of my list, too, and yet I really enjoyed it. But that's, again, just, that's how good the houses are this year. That The one that I liked still gets pushed down to the bottom because there's so many I liked even more. But, again, I didn't get as many scares as you did. I got to really take in the the details um, and the way they built this whole underground uh Again, and I'm, I was actually glad that Blake forgot what it was called last week because I still can't remember that they told us what it was called the area that was underneath the Colosseum where they kept all the prisoners who are going to be sent up to right. fight the gladiators and, and die. So it's like these underground mazes with cages where there's people just like stuck in there waiting to die. Um, it's just so detailed. It's I mean, they yeah, built I'm that huge it. It facade pretty, out front. It pretty wild. The facade, I remember being just excellent. That, it's mine. That's it's the star of the show. That's the star of the yeah. show to me was the facade, that whole entrance and the columns and the banners. and Yep. It's unbelievable. And then, like I said, like one of the things that really st- stuck with me, and I know it's such a small detail and it's kind of stupid, but to me it really made – I was like, wow, someone thought of that. Was I was looking down at one point just because I'm trying to take everything in, and there's – like literally at my calf level or calf – there's like just a, like these like spikes coming out of the floor, and on a few of them, there's just like chunks of like it's supposed to be like flesh, basically. And I'm like, yeah. no one's looking at that, but someone thought to do that. You know, that's how much they put into this thing, and that really. So from that aspect, I loved this house. I just I don't know. I, it's it's it was there were so many good houses. It just wasn't my favorite. I think now, here's something, something I want to ask. Too. When we were What's preparing that? to go in this house, we also saw a lineup of the Nightingales uh, getting ready for their shift change. Oh, yes, we did. That's right. Not covered up. And I've, I've seen that a lot this year, is that these characters are not covering up as they're doing shift change in and out of the houses. And I don't know if that's a decision to be like, we want people to share this stuff or what it necessarily means. Because usually they're in sort of black, you know, druid robes but this year i've seen them i've seen a few of the other characters they're just sort of out and about waiting and maybe it's because we saw them ahead of time because i'm looking at this and they look much more intimidating in the houses out in public they looked very much like kind of big turkeys you know they looked yeah and they looked very they looked like the back room of a halloween store you know like sort of that oh yeah we keep (laughs) the spooky stuff back here uh Mm -hmm. So well, looking at it through these eyes, I feel a lot different than I think we did. I mean, I have a photo of it, and I think I may have posted it, of just the Nightingales kind of lined up waiting to go in. And it's pretty pretty goofy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that goes back to, we talked about this too a little bit, like how on social media, it seems like, and I'm not criticizing, whatever, if the park's fine, I don't care. But I've noticed a lot of scare actors and things posting on social media. Hey, I'm this one and that one or whatever. And I'm like... I thought they used to like be very like strict about that stuff. And same thing, like we saw a lot of uh, people just out. And I, I now mind you, we get to go. We also get to go into the backstage areas. But it, it did seem like it was a little less care was taken to conceal some of that stuff. Did you notice? And I, I, I never went the year that obviously when they originally did a Nightingale's house when they did the Blood Prey house, which takes place after Blood Pit. So Blood Pit is like a prequel. Okay. Did you notice that there's kind of an evolution in the Nightingales themselves? I haven't. To did be you honest. go? Did you? Did you go? I don't know if remember if you went the year they did it. Whenever that was, I likely did. I remember the brand again. It's sort of yeah. the HHN blur. I don't. I, until we yeah, started really sure. doing this show, 
very few, I feel like, other than IP houses, not necessarily stuck out to me. They always stuck out. Oh, Halloween Horror Nights 21, I was most definitely there. I actually just posted a picture uh, from that event uh, just this week. Uh, we were there at Finnegan's back in, it was it 2011? I was definitely there for the Lady Luck year. And I, so I definitely saw it. I just don't have huge memories of it. Because mm. you mentioned that they looked like turkeys, and you're right. And they did. They're more bird-like this year. Oh, yeah, They've I'm looking at this. this, this long faces. This doesn't look anything really. I mean, it does, but not not in the same world. Right. It's And, and I, I was watching, I believe it was uh, my friend's Ordinary Adventures on their vlog, who were talking to some of the creators that, that, <laughs> that we apparently didn't talk to about this. Or maybe it was their guide that told them, that was intentional that they've evolved. So, you know, we're seeing them in ancient Rome, but since then, since they're here among us, they've started to kind of evolve to look more humanoid. So that's why the beaks, now they have beaks, but you know, in the more recent iteration, they just had more humanoid faces with these giant teeth sticking out. I think I like the humanoid. I found that cool. Yeah. But I think I like that. I think I like the humanoid version better. Definitely scarier. I definitely would have been like, that was one thing I do remember walking through the house going, these things kind of look like birds. They don't really scare right. me. And I remember seeing the pictures before going, something isn't, something's amiss here. And then when I heard that explained that that was a conscious decision to show like an evolution in these things. I'm like, that's a cool story, but I kind of wish I'd gotten the more, <laughs> the, the more, sure re- we're gonna the, get the more humanoid version. We're going to get there. We talk Ghostbusters, but I also don't know how much I believe now after certain things we were told. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> Let's just I know, say I made some pretty definitive statements on social media, and I got lit up uh, by some of the people involved in the things I said, and they were like, that's wrong. That's a lie. And I was told that <laughs> from very reliable sources that maybe talked to media. And uh, when we were on that tour, and they said, hey, check this out, check this out. It wasn't anything major, anything big, but it was something I was excited to share. And I saw it got reposted again and again and again. And... Uh, it turned out to be like there was like a, a, a tidbit of truth to it. Now we'll get to there when we get to Ghostbusters because I know you probably heard me say it maybe in the first episode, and it turned out to be uh, not necessarily the cases, and uh, that ties into Ghostbusters twenty twenty. So, which I believe uh, there are rumors today that it is officially Ghostbusters three. Oh, is that right? Title wise, heard that. Yeah, there's rumors today that it's going to be called Ghostbusters three: The Search for Egon, or something the like Search that. for Egon. Or something like that. Uh, I have thoughts on that, but okay. <laughs> like the search for Spock. Well, it's just that Egon is the man who played him is dead, so you're not going to find him <laughs> unless they did like some. But I think they go they find got permission. Him well, fine, okay, all right. Anyway, we'll see. I'm not. I'm reserving judgment. I'm still excited about. Yeah, it. but I think it's just it's weird. Go if that's true, it's weird. I think it's just going to be called yeah, Ghostbusters Three. And answer the call. Answer. We're actually calling this time. That's, they say that in the new trailer for, what was it they just say, answer the call? And every time I see it, I think of, is it the new Star, it's not the new Star Wars trailer. Oh, it's in the new Frozen trailer. Nope. In Frozen 2, it says it's time to like let go and answer, and, and then the pop comes up, comes up, answer the call. <laughs> the call. And I, every time, I'm like, I've, been, I've seen this before. All right. Um, so we've done three houses now. Do we want to do one more? We've got about... Eh, Nine minutes. Okay, let's do one more. Why not? It's it's just ten, so it'd be thrown off if we didn't. So, yeah, and I'll be actually. I'm ex- that would mean then the next time we record, we're going to hit three big ones in a row. So yeah. we we'll need some more to, time. Not to though. denigrate what's come before, but yeah, absolutely. So the last house for this episode, the, the next one we did was, of course, Jordan Peele's Us. 
a film that you have seen, I have not seen. I have. And I think we – I'd said before when we initially went through it, I believe if you saw this ha- or movie and you enjoyed this movie, you probably would have been blown away by this house. And the only reason I say that is because, again, we, we go back to set design. I mean, I want to live in that house. Like the set design yeah. of that house looks like you're walking through a beautiful multi-million dollar home. And it's shockingly realistic. Like it feels like you're in somebody's house, turning every corner in the loft and the two-story areas. I've been watching that Brady Bunch uh, renovation show, and I feel like they t- <laughs> that, that I don't know for some reason those feel connected to me because it's like I've seen what they can do on the inside of an empty you know building and, and what they can do with those property brothers. I feel like the property brothers came in and were like, "We're building the us house. Here's how we're going to do it." Uh, it it was pretty remarkable. I am not familiar other than the generic basic storyline that you told me and people told me about us. So I think mm-hmm. that took away from a lot of the, and I kind of said this, I feel like some houses you can walk away from without ever knowing the IP and not ever seeing it. Killer clowns, you know, something like that, where you can kind of piece it together. What's happening. The title says it all. If you walked into us completely blind, I don't think you have any idea what's going on. Me going in, you know, 10% knowledge, I knew kind of what was happening, and I, I don't know. Yeah. I, this one is the one that's probably where Depths of Fear is my most controversial of really loving it, and Nightingales has been a pretty common uh, bottom of the list for people. Us, I have seen as people's absolute favorites, and I've seen it as the last one on their list over and over again. So I'm kind of neutral on Us. Yeah, I'm 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 maybe I'm neutral, more negative. Like I put I, I it's probably in the bottom two for me. Uh two or three. It's definitely in the bottom. Yeah, I mean three I said it would be the um, one that I wouldn't probably do the next time around. So Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I have seen the movie. I have very mixed feelings about the movie. There are things about the movie that I loved and things that I thought were stupid and uh the, to the point where it was kinda hard to overlook some major plot issues or whatever, but if I say that, I get blasted all the time, so whatever. But um, <laughs> but as far as the house, it's such a faithful recreation. I mean, it's actually mind-blowing how well I recreated some of the rooms from the house, some of the scenes from the house. So on that aspect, I was just like, wow, wow. Like through the whole house, I just kept saying, wow, look at that. Because I was like, that's exactly from the movie. So uh, on that aspect, I thought it was great. And it's also got a very scary room uh, that you have to get through. But I don't know. It just didn't. Like the movie, it was like, okay, looks cool, but yeah, okay. So, yeah, it's it's in my bottom three. It's not my least, like, I if I had time, I would do it again just to catch some of the details. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, detail-wise, it's unbelievable. It's so faithful to the movie. They really took painstaking de- time to, to do that, but I don't know. It still feels a little bit disconnected from the rest of the I mean, is it like The Shining? Because like I thought The Shining House was unbelievable. It was an unbelievable recreation of that film. But I do think if you aren't familiar with it, I hadn't just watched it, which I had on the flight in. It would not Mm -hmm. have made as big of an impact by any means to me. And and the one actress that we saw looked so much like Lupita Nyong'o in the living room scene that I was like, wow, that's amazing. But I, I, you know, I was impressed from it visually, but it just, I, I just felt disconnected from, you know, and I know like the theme of the event this year is 80s and that movie, the only thing that fits in in the 80s is the Hands Across America theme. And then I guess you could, the movie begins in the 80s, but 
I don't know. That's a stretch to me. I think they just had an opportunity to use. Of course, yeah, the opportunity is a, a a same make, year movie. Yeah, and they sh- exactly, and that, that's true. And then and so they shoved it in, and I you know. I wish they would have gotten the, the rights to use the theme to Hands Across America. I would have enjoyed that. I mean, they used Never Ending Story. For, oh, almost gave something away. But, um, okay. yeah, I don't know. know it's that. okay. I mean, yeah, I, there's no spoilers at this point. If anybody listening to this show's probably already been there or will be soon. So, um, or has watched vlogs. Yeah, I don't know. I'm very, I guess I'm kind of neutral on it too. It only gets pushed down towards the bottom because there's so many good ones ahead of it. So, all right. We can take a breath now. We've done four houses. <gasps> yeah, that was productive, man. We kind of got through. And so what's what's left on our? We got Ghostbusters, Stranger Things, and what's the last one we're missing? Ye- oh, sir. Uh, uh, Yeti. Yeti. Terror of the Yukon. Okay, so potentially top three material for a lot of people. I mean, we're absolutely in the top five, no question. And yes, I would give you that. some of us, we're, we're, we're venturing into the top three. Like venturing into the Yukon itself, we are putting on our snowshoes and trekking up a mountain into the top three for sure, or close to. Hey, I mean, we both saw uh, Abominable yesterday, so. Yes, not together, oddly, but we did see it on the same day. Yeah, I wasn't even planning on going to it, and you are like, I'm going to see Abominable, and then Amanda was like, we need to go see a movie. And uh, we went to go <laughs> see that, because y- you were talking about it, Yeti, it's a Yeti movie. Mm-hmm. and uh, That's right. I think, it, n- not the best title, I think, for that movie. It was originally supposed to be called Everest. That's what I thought. And then they felt like that might confuse people. I feel like that would be a much better title. And you know what's interesting is when I was, I'll bring this all home. When when we were down for Horror Nights, and since I brought my wife with me, we stayed at Cabana Bay at Universal Orlando. And we were watching the, Universal has a channel, much like Disney has a channel. But they don't have a Stacy. They need to work on getting a Stacy. Although I would like to recommend a, a mid forties uh, suburban dad. Say, from I the think Midwest they have a lot of Stacys. They're just all on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, and in between, every time it would kind of like start over instead of like commercial, they would show a trailer for the uh, Abominable. So it really, I was watching that, and that was like, okay, I do want to see this. I definitely want to see this and take the kids to it. So. The only thing it's in the trailer. She she plays a Fleetwood Mac song on her violin, and I kept waiting on that for for that in the whole movie, and it never happened. Yeah. So yeah, it what was, the heck? I liked it. I thought it was fun. If you like ET, it's the same. And uh, I mean, it's if you like ET with a bit of up thrown in. See, I mean, to I mean, me, it was just like creature comes to someone's house. All right, this is going to spoil some Everest for you people, or for this a fair warning. It's like creature comes to to you know suddenly appears somebody the government is after them they're trying to get them home Mm -hmm. they grow he can grow magical things and and plants and make them grow he can fly make them fly with instead of their bikes using giant uh, cloud things he can apparently do anything that was my biggest problem with the movie that's what i told you i feel like once they revealed that there was magic involved i kind of wish they were just like let's just go full crazy on it Instead, yeah, it was like he can do anything. Yeah, because they're like, "How are we going to get over there?" I'm like, "I don't know." You have a giant magic. Why are you not riding this thing? Like, I don't understand. Right. What's happening? And by the way, the weirdest part of maybe the whole movie is they're in the uh, what mountains? The Himalayas. They're in the Himalayas. Himalayas. And until the very end, there no one experiences that they're cold, and they're wearing practically like summer wear. She's in shorts and yeah, t-shirt, yeah. and finally one of the She's kids in is shorts. like, I'm cold. And I'm like, yeah, no kidding. I've been thinking that the whole time. 
<laughs> you just now are thinking this? I understand. You're in like a heat. Okay, I'm getting too far into Abominable. Uh, well, well I, I also like that there's just like a tunnel that comes out to a bridge, and there you are at Mount Everest. Mount Everest, right, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never been there. Maybe <laughs> but, that's how it is. Yeah, I, you know, I was literally watching and going, maybe it's, I don't know. Because um, yeah, the guy's I, like, I you're not going to take uh, him all the way to Everest. I'm like, it's right there. You're good. It's right. Th- and he can make, yeah, and he can make uh, flying goldfish out of clouds. So, you know. Um, no, I lost my train. I thought what we were going to say, but uh, all right. If you're listening, if you're <laughs> skipping the spoilers for our uh, abominable, we're done now. <laughs> yeah, there's we don't really have to spoil. Oh, and, and like they, there's an old man who was an adventurer who discovered a mythological creature, but couldn't bring home proof and became oh, a laughing stock. So now as an old man, he's de- he's de- he's going to capture it and prove himself. But in this case, the the bad old man turns into the good old. man. He turns into Carl Fredrickson at the end, kind of out of nowhere, way. but. <laughs> Yeah, but it was, and I enjoyed that because it's Eddie Izzard, who I'm a big fan of. Um, so I don't know. I just wonder if Lupita Nyong'o a walk around. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Lupita Nyong'o. I don't know. We just said that, so I felt like saying it again. I didn't get to say that. This <laughs> well, it's it's a fun. It is a fun name to say. Uh, I wonder if they're going to introduce Kanata. a walk around. Oh, Maz, that's right. She is Maz Kanata. Uh, yes. I wonder if they have a walk around Everest. I'm going to get this out. I would bet so. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is the movie doing well? Look, it's about it's for Universal. We're just plugging the company. We're company men. Yeah, uh, it, it opened for. number one at the box office. All right, good. Because I was concerned. I told you I said I haven't really heard any buzz one way or the other. But the theater was pretty full at two thirty in the afternoon. There was no one in our theater, but we went at I think five o'clock, and we went in the RPX theater, which is like the IMAX. They're playing it in four DX too, where it moves and snows and everything. Mm. Oh, really? So I told my son, he's like, I want to go see it in that. But they don't really advise that for little kids. I was like, the girls can't really go to that. So we ha- we'll we have to yeah. wait and see. And that, that seems like a lot of money to go see a bottle. Hey, <laughs> we, it was a lot of money to go see it in the cents. whatever, the RPX. Like it was it was 20 oh, bucks a piece and it was like, oh, okay. Because they were playing The Princess and the Frog. And I'm like, can we not go to that because it's $4? Uh, but <laughs> I know. Instead, we went hey, to Hey, my local theater... My local studio movie grill is, uh, is it next week or the weekend? I think it's next week. It's showing Beetlejuice oh, nice. on Wednesday night for five bucks. That's pretty great. So you can go get some food and a beer and you can watch Beetlejuice on the big screen, which I haven't seen since it, the weekend it came out. Nice. So Yeah, 4DX right now is playing know. Adomitable. Adomitable. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching I'm it. Skip. Skip. But that one, they're also <laughs> playing The Matrix in 4DX. That would be cool. I know. I kind of want to go. Wow. Yeah. But in 2D. So 2D, 4DX. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? you going to feel some <laughs> some flips. It's going to be good. All right, should we wrap if up? It's, I mean, if it's one of those where they over... Yeah, what would they do? They'd have to redo it in 3D. It wouldn't be the same anyway, so... Anyway, this has been Movie Talk. But if you're a monster fan, you want to introduce your kids to a lovable monster movie, That's true. the Abominable. That's true. That's a there great, great way to do it. So that tied in perfectly. And with that, let's wrap it up. Any plugs, Bart Scott? Just listen to the Sasquatch Lounge on iTunes and Stitcher and wherever fine podcasts are found. Yep. Find us also on the See You at Finnegan's Facebook group. Make sure you search for See You at Finnegan's. A lot of great conversation happening there. Obviously, if you're going down to Universal or the Orlando area, I got a great place for you to stay. Airbnb.com. Make sure to click that contact. I can often beat on property resort pricing. That's like one hotel room. And we have the ability to sleep 
10 or so people. So check it out, Airbnb.com. And last, uh, we also are on Patreon still. We are still quite a few members. Patreon.com slash ScareZone. You get these episodes a day before anybody else. Uh, so pretty good. Pretty good deal. And we always continue to update with some fun stuff over on Patreon. And I appreciate all the supporters there. Uh, and with that, let's wrap it up. Until next time, keep your eyes closed, your ears open, and we'll see you at Finnegan's.